Okay, let's take our Bibles this morning. <clears throat> Turn, please, to the book of Luke, chapter 6. Um, Luke, chapter 6. <clears throat> and um, we're going to start <clears throat> reading this morning again in verse 20. We're gonna read, I'm going to read verses 20 to 28. And then we'll pray, then get into the message for today. I am going to read the passage that we had for our message last Sunday morning, so you can see the big, the great contrast between what Jesus has to say to his disciples and what he has to say to the world, we'll put it that way, those who did not believe in him. And so here's what it says, verse 20, Luke 6, that he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully Use you. And then the Lord continues that discourse. But we're going to break it off today at verse 28. Let's pray. Our dearest Heavenly Father, our great God, we're thankful that we can be here today to have our Bibles open. We're thankful for the singing we're able to do. And now, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts, our minds to the Word of God. I pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. Without Him, we can do nothing. And so please, Lord, use the Word to help us and teach us in these days in which we live, and we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Obviously, in these few verses, nine verses, there's a great contrast. And we have, in verse 24, we have the little word but. In verse 27, we have the little word but again. And that's telling us that there's, gonna, there's a contrast, that there's a different message, if you will, different instruction. And so, um, obviously, the word of God to the believer is different than the word of God to the unbeliever, right? And so we're going to see some examples of that, and we'll see it uh, throughout the book of Luke. And, and you know, as Christ was on the earth, he had many, many, many conflicts with the unbelievers, with the religious but lost. And so if I f forget to say it, which I might, there's nothing, it's not a sin to be rich, it's not a sin to be full unless you're a glutton. Um, it's not a sin to laugh, all right? But it's what, that is, what the context, what the circumstances around that are. And we're going to show you some things from Scripture regarding that today. So verses 23, blessed, Jesus said, or blessed if you prefer. And last week the message was those whom God blesses. And he gives those characteristics and then verses 24 to 26 is, the, is woe, a message of woe to the worldly and the ungodly. And so the word woe, as it's used here, is a word in the Greek language. It means how dreadful or alas. It is a word of warning. It's often used in conjunction with being in peril and in, in, certain, in danger of certain judgment from God. And of course, a lot of times it's used in the spiritual sense as a warning to those who are not listening to the word of God. And so, men, of course, there were many like that. In those days, there are many like that today. I'm just, it's, it's, it's sad of the things that people are saying about, about Jesus, about the Bible, about churches, about Christians, um, there is a lot of reviling going on in, in, this, in this country. We have, we have enemies. 
And so we're going to take a look at some of those things. All right, let's, we need to get, get rolling here. Um, think, but think for a moment of the preaching ministry of Jesus Christ. All right? We read about him today as the Lord of glory. We read about him last Sunday as the great shepherd. We read about him the Sunday before as the suffering Savior. And the Bible talks about Jesus' compassion and his grace and his mercy and his love and his tenderness and his kindness and his condescension and so on. But, you know, let, let, me, just give, let me just mention some things. Contrasts, you know. Uh, Jesus preached on salvation, but he also preached on judgment. Jesus preached on heaven, but he also preached on hell. In fact, you can take a concordance, you can look it up, you'll find out that Jesus spoke about hell about twice as much as he spoke about heaven. Right? And why is that? Well, obviously. He preached on blessing. He preached on woe. He preached on comfort. And he preached on condemnation. So I want us to turn, please, in, um, um, to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Um, because I want us to look at a passage, and I want to read it, and, I, and, I under, and it's a long passage, and, and yet I want us to see, as we get ready to go to, to Luke 6, verses 24 through 28. In fact, as I was looking at Luke chapter 6, and verses 24 to 26, and, and thinking about verses 20 23, where Jesus pronounced blessing on those who listen to him and, and, and submit to him and follow him, and then verses 24 to 26, the woes for not listening. I thought about Deuteronomy chapter 28. All right, now please bear with me and follow along. I'm going to read the whole chapter. And I found something. It's interesting. I mean, I've seen it before. But in this passage, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, God says blessings first. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus says blessings first. In the seven messages to the churches in Revelation, Jesus said blessings first. And then criticisms, condemnations. Why am I saying that? Because it's obvious that the heart of the Lord, he wants to bless. We need to understand that. God longs to bless his people. But there are conditions, right? So let's read. Deuteronomy chapter 28, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, we know you understand. I want to make sure he's talking to and about Israel. He said, I'll put you above everybody. And he did, by the way. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, that's cows, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. In other words, thy granaries and barns. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and shall flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee if thou keep if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be under, or shalt not beneath, be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. 
And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. All right? Think about those blessings. But, verse 15, it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly. Because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me, the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And the heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto all the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth and no man shall fray them away, that is, chase them away. The Lord shall smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with emeralds and with the scab and with the itch whereof thou canst not be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness. And thou shalt not prosper in thy ways. And thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore. And no man shall save thee. Thou shalt betroth a wife and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build an house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ash shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. And there shall be no might in thine hand. The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up. And thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed alway, so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations where the Lord shall send thee. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field and shalt gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shalt neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coasts, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil, for thine olive shall cast his fruit. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. All thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall overtake, or shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness, and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, 
from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustest, throughout all thy land. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body. Now just think about that, how bad things would get. And it happened. The flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee, in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee. <clears throat> so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave, so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he hath nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee in all thy gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom, and toward her son, and toward her daughter, and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet, and toward her children which she shall bear, for she shall eat them for want of all things secretly, in the siege and straightness, wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in thy gates. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear the glo- this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, that is extraordinary, and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the, the, the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee till thou be, until thou be destroyed. And ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from, from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor their fathers have known even wood and stone. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even. And at even thou shalt say, Would God it were morning. For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships, by the way way whereof I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwoman, and no man shall buy you. Wow. And guess what? You read through the Old Testament... Every one of those things happen to Israel. And so when the Lord says woe, all right, the Lord means woe. So let's go back to Luke 6 and just point out a few things. Um, Not sure if we'll get through all this. It's okay if we don't. But Luke chapter 6, the woes that Jesus pronounced. Now, and so there's a a humongous, if you want to call it that, contrast between God's dealings with his people, I mean the Christians in this case, and the, those who don't follow him. Um, and so, let's take a look at the woes upon the worldly. All right? And so we're talking here about the ungodly, those who do not, believe, do, do not trust God, those who would not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And along with their ungodliness, somebody goes right along with it, he's talking to the self-satisfied. 
right? Those who are trusting in all the things of this life, just like so many. I, we talk, I talk to people um, quite often that are just, you know, it's all about what they've got in this world. And they, they have no concept of spiritual things or salvation or eternal things. And we're trying to change that with the Word of God. But it's interesting. I mean, it's sad how, how earthly things can get a hold of people. And that's what Jesus talked about. So let's get at it. Verse 24, But woe unto you that are rich, that are rich. And you know the warnings already, what the, what the Bible says about Riches and so the wealthy. He says, "For ye shall you have received your consolation." Which you're, you're you're getting all the good you're ever going to get right now. All right. So with, with that in mind, one scripture, First Timothy chapter six, very familiar passage, and just notice what it says. First um, Timothy uh, chapter number six, and in this passage is one of the most misquoted verses in all the Bible. Hopefully, we don't do that, but the world does. First First uh, Timothy. Um, chapter number 6 and let's start um, verse 7 all right over well, 6 but godliness with contentment is great gain in other words gain their riches godliness with contentment is great gain Paul talked about the unsearchable riches of Christ all right for we brought nothing into this world I mean, we have to remember we by these things and it is certain we can carry nothing carry nothing out. We're not taking it with us. No, 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 nothing. We can send it ahead. That's another message. We can lay up treasure in heaven. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich, in other words, they who make it their goal, their life dream, and their determination, they that will be rich fall into temptation and snare, and in many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money the Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil the love of money is the root of all evil which while some covet after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows but thou O man of God flee these things follow after righteousness godliness faith love patience meekness now skip to verse 17 this is what Paul says to Timothy here's what he's supposed to do in the church in his ministry in Ephesus charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, that means arrogant or proud, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Right? Back to Luke. That's all I need to say about that. Um, Warnings about those who are trusting in riches. Um, They've got it all. They've got everything they're ever going to get. And then, of course, when they die, they're going to get the lake of fire and eternal judgment. All right, verse... uh, 25, woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that are full. I call these the, the well-fed. The word, the, word, the, word, the word full here means filled to satisfaction. Hungry mean here obviously means to be hungry, to be famished. The idea that there will come a time when they will be hungry and there will be no satisfaction because the kind of hunger that Jesus is talking about can only be filled with himself. And so, and that the, the things of this earth leave a tremendous void, tremendous dissatisfaction in lives. Right? So, they will hunger. And so, those that are full, right? those that are full, the Lord says, you, you shall hunger. And so, you know, read that verse in Timothy where it talks about not trusting in uncertain riches. You know, people just think they've got it. They've got it. They've got it. Uh, I was talking to somebody not too long ago, and he didn't give me numbers. He said, we've got a lot of money. We have got a lot of money, this guy said. And he told me some of the things he bought for his kids and grandkids and everything like that. And he was so, so because he has all this money, he's, he's worried about it. What's going to happen to it? And you know, the prices of gas and the economy and, and all this stuff, and my money, I see it, it's going, it's, you know. Well, yes, it is. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, riches make themselves wings and fly away. You know, so we can't trust in that. But we trust, what do you say? Trust the living God. And be thankful, like Paul said, if you have food and raiment, be content. In other words, if you've got the necessities of life, be content with that. And then it also says in the, in the Old Testament in Psalms, if riches increase, 
Set not your heart upon them, all right? But praise God for them and use them for the glory of God. And so being full, again, there's nothing most, nothing sinful about having things, even being full, being satisfied. But we have to make sure that he's talking to these people. And the point is this, he's talking to people that that was all that they had in this life. That's all that they were trusting in. That's all they were working for. It's all they were going after was things of this world, right? He said, it's all going to be gone. It's all going to be gone. Woe unto you that laugh now. Verse 25. For ye shall mourn and weep. So here's the Mary. He talks about the Mary, not M-A-R-Y, M-E-R-R-Y. So the word laugh, it's the idea of loud, boisterous laughter. Merriment is also an idea of this word. And it also has the idea of laughing at other people's expense. You know, you know those kind of people? They, they deride everybody. You know, and uh, the motto of the world, what? Eat, drink, and be ready. I mean, be merry. <laughs> I was thinking of a book. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's what the world says. I, have, I, read a, I read a book years ago written by a pastor, and it was called Eat, Drink, and Be Ready. All right? In other words, be ready, be ready for what's going to happen if you don't uh, turn to the Lord. And so, eat, drink, and be merry. He says this. What does it say? Ye shall mourn and weep. Ye shall mourn and weep. When it's all gone and they have nothing left and nothing to trust in, no hope in Christ, nothing as an anchor for their souls. You know, the Bible says, a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. That's Psalm 37 and verse 16. By the way, you ought to write that. Psalm 37 and go home and you have a chance and read through that psalm. And all the times the Lord says, Fret not thyself because of unbelievers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. You know, these people that have it all, they like to let you know. They like to, you know, flaunt their wealth. And they look down on people. And, and you know, um, I, was, I, can't, I wish I could remember. I was with a group of people. And some of them were Christians. I forget where we were. And they were talking about this individual. And they said, yeah, he's probably one of those guys that lives in a trailer. And I'm standing there, okay. <laughs> because we were only, only once in our life have we ever lived in a house. And that was when we rented. We call it the big house. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so they were, they're just, they're deriding everybody. You know, you might be a redneck if you've got a house that's mobile and 12 cars that aren't, you know. And we joked about that. But, but you know, it, the house, the, they, they, they load it over. And they think because they've got this and that, the world has to treat them special and, and all those kinds of things. But you know what? They will come when, when they will mourn and they will weep. And of course, ultimately, Jesus said in the lake of fire, there, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so I hope today that, that our, our trust is in the Lord. And there's, a, there's always that danger and that temptation. Now, here's another one. The well-reputed. In verse 26, woe unto you. In other words, it's actually a dreadful situation. Jesus said, dangerous. When all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. So people want to be liked. They want people to like them. They want people to speak well. You know, the, the, the... the word reputation, actually, that, um, that's the idea. To speak well of means to speak in a complimentary way. Right? And then it says, for, for so did the fathers, their fathers, to the false prophets. And you know how it was there in the Old Testament. I, I would, when I, somehow, reason, whenever I think about the Old Testament prophets, the first one that comes to my mind is Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah preached the word of God and there was all kinds of false prophets who were lifted up and they were praised and they were complimented. And they said, you know, Jeremiah, why can't you be like one of them? Why do you always have to be so negative? Why do you always, you know, why do you always have to point out the sin? And why, you know, you know, and then they threw him in jail and they threw him in a, in a, in a mud hole and they did all kinds of things to Jeremiah. But you know what? Those prophets, there were guys like Pasher and other guys in Jeremiah's day. You know what? They came and went. They passed off the scene. 
Jeremiah just continued to say, "This thus saith the Lord. And who was right? You know, we, we in, the, in the right way, <clears throat> you know, we lift up Jeremiah as a great servant of God. And James talks about the prophets. To consider, think of the prophets, remember the prophets. But the false prophets. And so, it's a, it can be, a, it's a sign of danger, Jesus said. If everybody speaks well of you, if everybody speaks well of me, oh, that pastor, he's a great, he's a great guy. And nobody ever says anything negative. Then that's a, that's a danger sign. Because I consider that a shirked responsibility. When all men speak well of you, as Jesus said, it is very likely that we are compromising with the culture and not standing up for the Lord. Proverbs 26, 28 says, A lying tongue hateth those who are afflicted by it. But then the next part, A flattering mouth worketh ruin. You ever had known of somebody who had a reputation, they smile at your face and stab you in the back? That's, it. That's, what, that's what Proverbs is talking about. So everybody who says so nice, speaks so nice to you and of you, you know, you want you wonder, right? You wonder two things. What are they saying when no, in their in their in their hearts, in their minds, and is everybody saying proclaiming how good we are because we're failing to stand for the Lord? And and I know I know how that is. I do. I really do. I understand that pressure. I understand. You know, we want to be like. But you know, Paul put it this way: If I if I please men. I should not be the servant of Christ, all right? And so Jesus said, don't, don't be looking. That's the idea here. Don't be looking for the praise of people, the praise of men. Now, should we go around insulting and offending people on purpose? No. No. Jesus, or the Bible says in Ephesians, speak the truth in love, all right? But no matter how loving and, and kind we try to be and helpful to people, if we stand for the truth and speak the truth, there are those who are going to try to tear us down. All right? Now, so now the second thing, really, and there's two verses here, very clear, and that is this, wisdom for every child of God. All right? What did Jesus say? All right? First of all, verses 20, 23, here's blessings. These are the, these are, this is what God desires of people. This is what he blesses. Okay? Verses 24 to 26. This is what God hates. This is what God will not bless. This is what God says woe to and judgment to. And then verse 27 is another contrast. But, but, I say, Jesus, I say with authority, I say unto you which hear, to you which hear, that is, there's an interesting, the word, the Greek word that's translated here, here, means to hear, to understand, and to obey. The ultimate in hearing, right? So, so he says to the, you know, the multitude, he's talking to the disciples first, but then, he's, then he talks about those who are, you know, those who are living for the world and not living for the Lord and trusting in these worldly things. He talks about what's going to happen to them. But then he says to those who are listening, those, those who hear, you who want to do the truth. And that's the idea, again, of that word hear. It's listening and hearing with a mind that I'm going to do what I'm hearing, right? The book of James puts it this way, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. So what does he say? To us. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. Alright? Love your enemies. Alright? Now, we can, generally speaking, the Bible talks about enemies. In Philippians 3.18, for example, Paul refers to people as the enemies of the cross of Christ. Alright? So anybody that doesn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and honor him and, and regard the cross for all that it means, the Bible says they're enemies. But, but Jesus is making it a little, he's narrowing it down. <clears throat> he says, love your enemies. In other words, those who are 
being enemies, right? Those who are persecuting, those who are doing the things that uh, the Bible says that they will do, um, those who mistreat us, um, all those kinds of things. And, and so what are we supposed to do to them? And by the way, my enemies and your enemies may not be the same. You might have enemies that I don't have. I might have enemies that you don't have. But we, we have enemies. And, you know, obviously in Jesus' day, by the way, Israel was still experiencing Deuteronomy 28, even though some of them were back in their land. Um, but they were still oppressed. They were still, you know, they were still hated. They were being reviled. They were still being a byword. Now, I don't say this. I'm just using an example. There's certain things. What does it mean when you juice somebody down? What does that mean? You try to get them to... So that, that's derogatory toward Israel. There's all, there's all kinds of expressions that they say these days. And by the way, as Christians, we should not use those kind of expressions. But anyway, that's a little side, beside the point. But he says, love your enemies. And the word love there is the word agape. Christ-like love. All right. Um, <clears throat> those who are opposed to God, to Christ, to God's word, to God's work, to God's church, and so on. Enemies. And those who come after us, who mistreat us. Do good, verse 27, to them which hate you. Do good simply means treat them well. And those who hate are those who despise, those who wish evil upon us. Bless them which curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. So those are contrasts. We're not supposed to act like our enemies. So bless. Boy, you know the word bless? The word that's translated bless here means to praise, give thanks, speak well of. Bless those that curse you. And of course, curse means to pray. It literally means to pray against or to wish evil against. So bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. The word means to maliciously speak evil against and mistreat you. Jesus on the cross prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I want us to please turn um, to Romans chapter 12. Two scriptures and then we're done. Romans chapter 12. Um, and I'm, all, I, I'm praying, I'm searching the scriptures because I want to make sure that, that, I'm, that I'm living the way I should and, and that I'm teaching everybody to live like they should um, because of what's going on in our country uh, many Christians feel like that we don't have to love our enemies anymore. That we can go, we can respond to them like they are to us. Um, I was anyway. I and I, I know everybody. If I say President Joe Biden, everybody wants to cringe. You know, but one thing I hate. I absolutely hate these signs that they're putting up around here. I hate it. I hate those F Biden signs and, and worse. Now, I don't know if you have any of these or not. You'll never catch me. I'm not going to wear no gold Brandon hat because that's just another way of saying, right? Right. Now, we're not supposed to do that as Christians. We are not. And I don't, you know, if you don't like that, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to treat people that way. In fact, Paul said to Timothy, speak evil of no man. So we're not supposed to curse those that you know they're they're God's they're God's going to take care of them, and I don't mean that in a nasty way. You know the president of the United States and the Congress and the governors and you know and I could give you some names and you'll get you, you'll get you'll get your blood pressure will double, but you know um, they're accountable to God, all right? And they'll answer to God, and we will answer to God too. Now we preached a couple weeks ago about what the Bible says about our attitude towards our leaders. We are to give thanks. We are to pray for all those in authority. And so, if you know, and even we, we, we just have to be so careful about our attitude, okay? There were Christians, so-called, a few years ago, you might remember, 30 years ago or so, they were going around uh, burning abortion clinics 
they were blocking, ch chaining themselves and not letting anybody in. All right? And I understand the mentality, but it's not right according to the Bible. We're not supposed to do that. So it's hard enough. Let me put it this way. It's hard enough in these days to give the gospel without antagonizing people in the meanwhile. All right? Just telling them they're sinners, that's antagonism enough. But we don't have to trash them because of their political views. I really, I'm really serious about that. Um, I'm on Facebook sometimes, and I'm appalled at some of the things that people put on there. Um, anyway, so Jesus said, love your enemies. Now, I know it's probably never going to happen, but if President Joe Biden showed up here one Sunday for church, I, I would give him a royal welcome. I would roll out the red carpet for that man. Why? Because he's a great guy? No, because he's the president of the United States. Well, you think he cheated his way? Who knows? But we're supposed to respect the office, respect those in authority. Jesus did. Talk about Jesus and his, his relationship to Pilate and even Caesar and how he addressed those people, how he addressed Pilate. Anyway, so Romans 12, okay? Romans 12. I could really, I'm going to get myself in huge trouble here. I am not a boycotter. I don't, I don't believe in, in just going around and announcing to the world, I'm not going to buy anything from them because they're... And then I'm going to try to give them a tract and witness to them. That's going to work. But anyway, here's what Jesus said. Or the, Paul said, yeah, Jesus to Paul. Verse Romans 12, 17. Recompense, and that means payback, to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Again, that's his business, not ours. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, in the Old Testament, in, 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 I think in Deuteronomy also, I didn't check the reference, it just came to my mind, that God specifically said, if you see your enemy, the beast of your enemy, lying under his burden, let's put it in modern terms, you're driving down the road and your worst enemy has a flat tire. The Bible says, don't you dare refuse to help your enemy. He says, actually, go out of your way to help your enemy. Now, you got to watch who you stop for to understand that. But, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, we, we can't treat people like that. Oh, I hate that guy. I'm not going to help him. Or, you know what? They did so. Oh, what did they do to me? I'm not going to help them. Well, listen to what it says. Do you hear what it says? In doing so, verse 20. Thou shalt heap coals of fire. I said, in other words, it'll burn into their mind what you've done. You are kind to me. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. What does that mean? It means don't let the evil of others take over your life. All right? One more scripture, and it's Matthew 10. Matthew chapter 10. I, I just actually f have come to believe, and I've talked to some other pastors, and I've you know, looked at some articles and things, that we can actually, and I'm putting myself, and so I, we can actually fall into the snare of the devil by getting caught up in all this bashing and everything that's going on these days. And we're actually making it harder for people to come to know the Lord, right? Now, these people who are so bad in our sight, you know, they're souls for whom Christ died, even if they mock them. I mean, they, I don't know if any, any of you, uh, of whoever, did you mock the Lord when before you were saved? Did you ever take his name in vain? Did you do things that were, that were contrary to the word of God? Yes, we all did. So that, that makes us equal, right? Can you bear it? <laughs> before I was saved, I was as bad a sinner as Joe Biden. Wicked, just like him. And I, 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 don't mean, I shouldn't use his name all the time. But you know what? Everybody's in the same boat before the Lord. So here's what Jesus said. And so please think about this. And if you think it's garbage, well, then you guess you'll just have to throw it in the trash. But if I'm speaking according to the word of God, you need to take heed to this. Um, 
All right? We, we, sh- we must, like I said, it's hard enough already to give people the gospel without antagonizing them. But here's what he says. Matthew 10, 16. To his disciples, all right? In fact, Matthew 10 was when Jesus sent them out to preach. Here's what he says. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents. And from what I gather from Scripture, what he's saying there is, be wise in your dealings. Be wise how you approach people so you don't bring unjust criticism or persecution upon yourselves. It's going to happen, but don't, be, don't bring it on yourself. So be wise as serpents and how you deal out there. And then this, harmless as doves. Now, if somebody told me that I better watch out because a dove is coming after me, <laughs> I mean, maybe they do, but, you know. So that's what he said, be like a dove. You know, the dove in the Word of God is a symbol of peace, and so it is in, in, even in the world today. Symbol of peace. And so this is the kind of people we got to be. Yes, we stand up for the Lord. We're true to the Word of God. We don't give in. But yet we're, we're not, we don't go out there like a bunch of wolves and a bunch of snakes and, and just go after everybody. No, all right. But we, we do it, we do this in the spirit of meekness and in love and a, de- a desire to see people saved. Let me just give one more illustration, and thanks for listening. I was talking to a pastor up in New York State, and there was some kind of a rally going on. I'm not sure if it was a like a gay gathering or... Whatever the case may be, but but on one side of the street, and the cops had made sure that everybody that was on this side, this position was on this side of the street, and everybody who was of other position was on the other side of the street. And so it started off where there was the gay people on this side, they had all their signs, the Christian people on this side, they're yelling at the gay people, the gay people are yelling at the Christian people, and it looked like it was going to turn into a riot. Well, this pastor... And his people, they were waiting for the opportunity. They brought a big cooler full of bottled water, hot summer day. They walked across the street. They told the police what they were going to do. The cops said, all right. So they walked across the street, and they gave every every gay protester a bottle of cold water. And then the pastor said, we don't hate you people. We love you. We, 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 We don't agree with what you're doing. But Christ loves you, and we loved you. And you know what? Every one of those guys that were screaming, they didn't know what to do. They stopped. And they said, thank you. And thanks for caring. Right? Anyway. But on the other hand, this is not the time to withdraw, retreat, or isolate ourselves. This is the time to reach out in true love and compassion to those who are in darkness, even those, or I should say, especially those who malign us and mistreat us. Is, is it tough? Yeah, it's tough. It's hard. But can we do it? No, we can't. But we can't. with the Lord's help, we can. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time we can spend in the word of God. And, and Lord, our treasure, first of all, our treasure would be in heaven, our trust in the Lord, and Father, our hearts right Please, Lord God, help us not to get caught up. And I, for me, I know I just can't. I just cannot be like these, these ones that were just screaming and cursing our government and, and all these things, dear Lord, and sinners and everything like that. And I, I know, Father, as we continue through the book of Luke, we're going to see the human compassion of our Lord Jesus toward the worst sinners of society in his day. Lord, we need to follow his example and the example of the Word of God. So help us. And Lord, may we show true compassion. And Lord, please use us to bring others to a saving knowledge of Christ. Yes, there is, there is deliverance. There is rescue. And help us, we pray, to have the right attitude, the right heart, and, and yet, Father, to stand true to thy word. Thank you again for this time. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's take our hymn books. We will sing a couple verses of Am I a Soldier of the Cross? And I mean, soldiers.
They fight the Lord's battles, but they do it in the right way. 414. 414. Am I a soldier of the cross? <coughs> it's very short. This is like one verse of most things. So let's just go ahead and sing the whole thing. Think about the words and then think about the determination of verse number four. Am I a soldier of the cross of power of the Lamb? And shall I fear on His cross, or blush to speak His name? Must I be carried to the skies? On flowery beds of leaves, while others fall to win the prize and sail through bloody seas, are there no foes for me to face? Must I not stand